0: gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. I hope that you got to awaken and you begin to understand that there's a miracle about to happen in your life. If you're willing to do what my next guest says and take the risk, if you're willing to stand up for what you believe in, and if you're willing to have the courage to become the best version of yourself, I really believe that the world will unfold in front of you. My guest today, an amazing author, the one and only Drexwell Seymour. He is a certified public accountant. He is the managing partner at HLBTCI. He has served in that role for seven years. He's a business owner, a consultant, and an author of two books, one of which is the best-selling book, Rise Up and Take Your Position, as well as his most recent book, which is a sequel called Succeeding in Your Position. Drexwell Seymour, thank you so much for being here today, my friend. How are you?
1: Um well, i I want to thank you again for having me on the show. I, I really um I don't take this at all for granted. So i, I I'm, I'm happy for this opportunity. Thanks again.
0: Of course, i'm I'm excited that you're here. it's It's always interesting to me to get to speak with people who have found the courage to take a chance on themselves. It seems today in this world, there's we're surrounded by so many intelligent and beautiful and great people. But so many, so few people really take that next step in becoming the best version of themselves. And in your book, you talk about what it takes to do that. But before we get into that, maybe you could talk a little bit about how you got to be where you are today.
1: Sure. So, um, well, I'm 53 years old now. And of course, um, I grew up here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Um of course, during my time um, growing up, I, you know, I suffered from inferiority complex and like who I am or how I looked. And then, of course, I came from a family that didn't have much, like most people in the islands, we didn't have much growing up and in, the in, in opportunities look so, it looked impossible. And somehow, um, in 86, I, I got a scholarship through a generous offer from a tourist. And I was able to go to college in Ohio, and I got my bachelor's degree, and then I got my MBA in finance. And then I returned home, and, and, and my life started to, to turn around. But even though my life started to turn around, I still, in the back of my mind, I still didn't like how I look. Even though I achieved my academic qualifications, I was still suffering because I was so conscious of what people were saying about me. And then a couple of years ago, I reached a point in my life where I realized that this was not going anywhere and it, it doesn't make any sense being worried about people saying, you know, I have to accept who I am. And so I made it my mission, you know, to to not stay where I am and, and to help others not to experience what I experienced. And so that's how my life and that's why I wrote the books and that's what I do in my, my um, YouTube channels. Just to provide um, inspiration, hope for other people.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. It's in some ways, all of our lives are a tragedy until they become a success. But I, why do you think? Like, have you done some investigating to figure out why you had that inferiority complex, or why people in general? I, I don't think it's just you. I think so many people go through life with limiting beliefs and they don't believe in themselves. Is that something we're taught? Is it something society shows us? Or what do you think it is? I
1: think it's society. I think society has established um, certain standards on on what success looks like or you know what people should look like. And if you um, are not in that category or you feel like you haven't fit that category, then you feel like a failure and, and you try to... You just try to live up to people, you try to please people, because you're trying to please people in society, and you're not even being yourself, because you want to be somebody you're not, and so the, the pressure came from society, and so that's and it caused me to suffer from of yeah. complex because I, I was not, um, I didn't fit the category of 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 what success is, or should be.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. Did you find that in your in your journey to becoming who you are today that the people you surrounded yourself with played both a negative part and a positive part?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the people definitely played a negative and 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 positive. I mean, the environment that you are in, the people you surround yourself, very very critical mm-hmm. Um, to what you become especially in your early ages no matter what people say That's why well, it's very important for people to be careful how they what they say to the children because it can impact them for the rest of their lives and so yes the people that i sur- was surrounded um impacted me negatively and positively but i but i unfortunately i had more negative than positive so i believe the negative stories
0: yeah it's it's interesting. I'm glad you brought up the idea of language and how we talk to the people around us that we love. Sometimes we don't thoroughly understand how powerful our language is. Not only our inner dialogue, not only the words we say to ourselves inside our head, but what we tell our kids, what we tell our wives, what we tell our husbands, what we tell our friends or our brothers and our sisters. Like That kind of language lasts a generation, lasts a lifetime. It does. It does. It's, it's powerful, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And that's my, that's my slogan. I use, I mean, death and life on the power of the tongue, you know, that's in the Bible and that's what I use that's what I live by. And I try to tell my kids the same thing, you know, and other people.
0: Maybe you can, maybe you can break that down a little bit, like death and life and the power of the tongue and those that love it shall eat from the fruit thereof. Maybe Like that's such a beautiful quote. And I, there's a lot around it. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. So
1: basically, um, you know, there's a. I think growing up, we had this word. Say, what they sticks and brooms, sticks and bones may break. What? What? You remember that?
0: Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words right. will never <laughs> hurt me.
1: Right. Well, that's that's not true. I mean, <laughs> words words can help you. Words can hurt you. Words can words can give you life, and words can kill you. It may not kill you physically, but it'll kill you mentally. If you if you keep telling people they're not going to amount to anything or they're ugly or they're stupid or they're ignorant they're gonna they're gonna grow up thinking that's who they are and if you keep telling someone oh you're great you um, you're gonna be somebody then you're gonna grow up thinking that and so that's what death and life are in you're giving them life or you're giving them death and and that's and it's and it's the power of the tongue which is very very powerful which comes out your mouth is very very it's more powerful than than, than the stones that people throw at you
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that the world is made of language and we can choose to see how difficult life is, or we can choose to see how beautiful life is. And that means the struggles too. Every time we see a struggle in our lives, we can look at it as an opportunity to become the very best version of ourselves. Some people say that and other people are like, oh, because this happened, I, I can't even go on anymore. And it's just, it's a shift that happens in the way you see the world. And I, I, I believe that when you start using your words in a way that is beneficial, then your life opens up. And that means that mm-hmm. means more opportunity, more money. And you know, money is kind of a byproduct of of living a better life, it seems to me. But what yes. right, don't you think so?
1: Yes, definitely. It is a byproduct. So long as you go and do what you like like the best. I personally believe, based on my experience, that money will come eventually.
0: Yeah. So what so maybe you can take a moment to talk about what it was like to author your first book. A lot of the people I talk to often say things like it's a, you know, it's, it's autobiographical in nature, or I felt like something was writing through me, but i found that each individual author usually has a sort of unique story about the way in which their first book came about. And I was kind of hoping maybe you could share that experience with our audience.
1: Sure. I'd be glad to. So, so in addition to writing the books, what, what I've been doing, I think, for the past five years, I I write weekly articles. Um, I have a website and I put articles there every week and then I put in the local newspapers and I put on, on Facebook. And then as I continue to write, I decided, you know what? Because when I get the feedback from people, how the writings inspire them, I say, well, maybe I should I should, you know, take some of this weekly writing and turn it into a book. And that's what I did with the first book. So some of the articles in the book, some of the chapters in the book came from my weekly articles. So it, it didn't take me long to, to write the first book. So I, I I went back over some of the articles I wrote and what I did, I expanded on those articles in the chapters um, to meet, you know, the, the number of words I needed right, to to get a book. So that's how I came about. It wasn't, it wasn't hard at all with the, with the with the book because that's something I've been doing every for the past 5 years writing articles. Even though I'm an accountant, but I I write.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I the the act of writing is powerful. It sometimes I think it's your body giving your mind permission to act things out in the world. In some ways writing is translating your vision into reality. And I know that reading some of the things that you've written you love writing. You're good at it. It's yeah, fun for you, it. and Thank it, it you. comes through, you know. And it, it, that, that that's a great sign of someone who has really harnessed that skill. Maybe yeah. you could talk about how writing has changed your concept and ideas of the world.
1: Well, first of all, I mean, writing it makes me. It's like I'm in a different world when I'm writing. It 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 it, 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 it I'm at peace. It makes me feel good. And what makes me even feel better is when I'm when I'm writing. Um, is able to inspire um, other people. And even though when I write sometimes is about my, it's about my personal stories, but other people have similar may not have the exact stories you have, but they have yeah. personal the same as you. So it it's it's like I'm in a different, I just I just enjoy it. It just keep flowing. I I just it's something that comes naturally. So it it's it's like a hobby for me now. Um, because you know, the job I do is very stressful. So when I start, I mean, the writing is—it's it, sort of like my escape, where I could go and start writing, and I just take everything else off my mind. I just focus on writing. So it, it helps me to to relax. Um, it helps me to to calm down. It helps me to reduce my stress. And so that's from, that's how writing helps me.
0: Yeah, it's it sounds interesting. Like I'm hearing a lot of balance in there. Like on some yeah, level, right? Having this MBA and trying to be like, and trying to work with money and stress and people's problems, and they're like, everything is boiling on you. And you're like, okay, let me just balance out with some writing over here. That's what it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, there there seems to be some sort of similar barriers that affect us all. And I've listened to quite a few of the YouTube videos that you've had, Mm -hmm. and I've Notice that one thing that seems to be something that people share is this fear of failure. What do you think that is?
1: Oh, yeah, that's I think that's a common, common barrier is we're just afraid because, again, I believe that people are afraid of failure because we're so conscious of, of what people think about us and what people say about us. Yeah, I mean, even though we say we're not living our lives to please people, subconsciously we are. And so we don't want to fail and people laugh at us and say, oh, I knew I knew that this was." And so that's the problem. We, we, we should be focusing on our personal goals, but we are not really doing it. We are, we're focusing on what what, what what, will happen, what will people say if it doesn't work out. And that, that should not be a priority. In fact, we should never do something thinking it's not going to work out. We should always do something believing it's going to be successful, especially know that is what you're called to do. Now, if you experience failure, that's fine, but you must not give up. Um, so that's part of the problem. We we are we are living our lives to please people. We're comparing ourselves to other people, and so we have this barrier of of this fear of failure.
0: Yeah, it's well said. You know, I, in some ways, I think we have it backwards. Like, it, it almost seems like a perverse idea of community. Like. We want to please everybody, and like that's mm-hmm. our way of being in community with people. Right. But it's very difficult to please everybody and become authentic, because when you try to please everybody, you're you are trying to fit yourself into a mold that you think everybody would like, yes. instead of being the person that people would enjoy being around. Because that's who you are. It's a it's a, it's an interesting idea that culture yes. molds us in a way. Right? It's it's crazy to think about.
1: That's that's really good, actually. I like that.
0: I really yeah. like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Trying it's, to please everybody, you got to be authentic. I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, I, I think if, if, about it's actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, there's another idea that I think about that kind of fits this particular idea of fair of failure, and I think it's it's the negative self-image and maybe you spoke a little bit about that growing up how maybe this image of who we are is is the unrealized dreams of our parents putting that on us you know or this fear of failure putting that on us how does one go about changing a negative self-image
1: that is you know that is very very hard to to do yeah um it takes a very long time i i think that the only way to do not the only way the the best way to change that image is to recognize that, um, that there's something special about you to recognize that, that you are a gift from God to, to recognize that, um, you're not a mistake and to recognize that you are very important, that, that nobody is better than you. The thing is we have created class structure in our societies. You know, you got the VIPs, you got, you know, the ordinary people, everybody, in my opinion is important. And when you recognize that you are just as important as anybody else, whether you're a celebrity, whether you're not a celebrity, I think that's the first step. And when you recognize that, then that, that will help you to, to, to move away from that negative um, self-image of yourself.
0: Yeah, that's really well said. And it's tough to do for for all tough. of us, it right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, so, sometimes I think of the... I read a book a while back. It was called Games People Play. And it Games was, Play? yeah, it's called okay. Games People Play. And I think it was by Andrew Carnegie. It's an older yeah. book. Okay. And it, it really lays out the ideas of relationships. And in that book, Games People Play, what he says is, in any time you sit down with somebody, you begin playing a role. Like if I sit down with a financial advisor and I go to his office, if I come to your office, I have given you the authority to tell me what to do. However, it's very easy to change that role. If if I'm sitting down with you in your office, we're talking about money and you're asking me questions, but then I switch the role and I say, wait a minute, Mr. Drexwell, Mr. Seymour, I think that these are going to happen and I want things to happen this way. All of a sudden I've taken the authority back and now I'm the authority figure. And so it's important for people to understand in their lives, understand which role You're playing, understand the game you're playing and just switch it. You can try it in a, in a conversation with a loved one. You can try it in a conversation at school. You can try it in a conversation with a coworker, but once you begin to understand there's a structure for communication, then you can just change your position and it'll change the way people look at you. It's a fundamental shift. It's it's really fascinating to think about.
1: I love that. I love it. That, that, That is so true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you've probably noticed quite a bit of social structures and the way to navigate to them. You know, it's not easy to get up and speak in front of people. Maybe you could talk about your journey there. Like, how did you, how, how, when did that start happening? When did you all of a sudden be like, you know what, I need to not only inspire people, but now I need to get up and promote this book. Now I need to go out and speak in front of crowds. Now I need to really become the authentic leader that I'm speaking about. Was there a transition there? You
1: know, after, writing I think about a year and 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 I started to build confidence in myself oh, right. and then once I became um, confident in myself I went from one extreme to the next I felt so confident I felt like I could speak to anybody and so I'm no longer you know restrained yeah. and and limited to my thinking because before I was thinking oh I can't do this and I think we have to build confidence in ourselves and, and that's how I was able to, to be able to speak in front of an audience through, through, through confidence building. And yeah. it takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of believing in yourself, you know, so that, that's what I, I was able to do it.
0: What advice would you give to someone who is trying to get out of their comfort zone, trying to learn how to, you know, move on to that next level? What advice would you give to somebody?
1: Well, I would. well, first of all, I'll tell them that if they are too comfortable, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's not good. (laughs) They need to be, they need to be uncomfortable. I believe to get to that place of your destination. And so and so I would, I, I would, my advice would be, if you're too comfortable, you need to find a way to, um, get out of that comfort zone. And, and one way to do so is to establish your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes people don't know where they're going. And so they remain in their comfort zone. But if you establish goals and and, and you have a time frame or timeline, then that is how you'll be able to get out, or get out of your, your comfort zone. Because if you're just remaining, doing the same thing over and over, you get the same results. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not doing, you don't know where you're going. So the best thing to do is establish goals, take the risk, get out of your comfort zones, and pursue your goals. I think that's what we need to do.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of taking the risk. And you know what? I recently listened to a story where you left a good life. Like you had things that were really good, but something mm-hmm. inside of you was like, it's, I could be better. Maybe you can share that story and the thoughts that were going on inside you. When you when you were an employee for a great company and you were doing well, You know, most people stay there. Most people say, okay, this is it. I'm gonna stay here. I've got this nice income coming in now and I've got these particular things taken care of. What was going on inside your mind and what what were the steps that you took to, to leave there and why did you do it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I think most of us, especially the CEO of a company, you know, you get a good bonus, you get shares, you get company vehicle, you get all these benefits. And then, but you find yourself, you are working all of these hours at night, not spending time with your family and then your bosses are getting all these huge um, bonuses and millions of dollars. And you're saying, wait a minute, I'm working for these individuals. This doesn't make any sense. And so, and so the company had um, every year of just, or at least or every two years, they had these packages where you could do a volunteer separation. And so the package was very, very good. And so I took um, the package and I took the risk. and And then I set up I set up my my business. And when I look back, I say, man, I wish I had done this before because I I was so comfortable and I didn't want to take the risk. And so when I realized what was happening in my life, I, I work in all these hours, 11, 12 o'clock at night. I said, i rather work for myself than to continue working like this with someone else. And then you're under a lot of pressure from the board to meet certain targets. If you don't meet these targets, you're under more pressure, and I say it's not worth it. And so that was the driving point for me to to move on my own, and it worked out well for me. I mean, if, I, if if I knew what I knew now, I would have left a long time ago. But then I guess it's a process I had to go through.
0: Yeah, that's well said. Sometimes I think that it's all this process. Like, so I look at it like this sometimes, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. Sometimes it seems to me the world we live in is like a martial arts studio. And at any point in time, when you're ready to take the next level, the master is right there. You can go and you can do your kata or you can can go and perform the test whenever you want. But you have to be ready to do it and it has to be your idea and you have to go and perform. I've had enough of this. I'm at this level. I see this. And that's what really builds up that momentum inside of you. It doesn't matter if you're a a CEO, a truck driver, a janitor, a a lawyer, a doctor, a firefighter. It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is that you come to a point in your life where you've outgrown these previous ideas. And you step up and you say, I am going to do it now. I'm going to take this chance. I'm going to move out on my own because I believe in myself. These people up here know better than me. I know what they're doing. I'm capable Mm -hmm. of it. And I have mm-hmm. a good idea. Like, that's so inspirational, man. I, I love hearing stories like that, man. I, yeah. it's such a beautiful time and I'm thankful yeah, for it. On.
1: You're spot on. Yes.
0: How okay, so but it's not easy, right? Like it's really no. it's really powerful to make that step and you feel great about it. You're nervous, you're scared, then you leave you have some you leave the place, and then all of a sudden there you are. You know, yeah. you get this whole thing to start. Like, what is that? Look like? of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not
1: it's it's not easy, but the good thing, what I would encourage you to do, you know, wherever you are, is to always do your best,
0: yes, and to absolutely.
1: always, you know, um, develop relationships with people, no matter where you are, and to treat people well, because you don't now you never know the future, and because of my my um, attitude and my relationship with 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 people, when I was able when I established my company, I had people coming to me. I didn't even have to like. The first couple months was rough but right. after a while people stopped coming to me um, they became my clients and because of because they knew me and because of my reputation and my former job and, and how I treated them and I'm a man of integrity um, they came to me and so I think that's that's important I, and, 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 and people will come to you even though you should continue to market your business hmm. but some people will always come to you as well because they know you are you've developed yourself you develop a brand you develop your name, and so that 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 was a good thing for me. Now, if I had if I had a bad attitude and you know didn't have a good relationship, then it wouldn't be the same. But because of my relationship with people and the networking I developed, it, it that helped me a lot to to propel to who I am today.
0: I love it. it. It brings up this other idea that, you know, I think sometimes, like we can go to school and we can learn and we can read things and we can learn. But there's some things that can only develop inside of you. And I think it's that pressure. I think it's it's having to go to that job for 20 years or 25 years and, and not be with your family and come home and everybody's sleeping. Or you realize you're not even having good conversations with your kids and they're learning these things at school. But you're their dad, you know, and like it's that it's all that pressure that builds up inside of you that explodes you into this next level of becoming the best authentic version of yourself and it's necessary. What do you what do you think about that process of of it, it, how is that process in your opinion tied with spirituality? It seems like a spiritual process to me.
1: It is. It is a spiritual process. I mean, of course, a lot of things we go through, you go to college, you go to university, a lot of things you go through in life, you know, you don't learn these things in, in university and college. You learn all these things on um, um, on the job or or in your, you know, your, your household, your home or in the community. And, you know, even with God, you know, he's that, you know, kind of joy, you know, when you go through, you know, suffering and stuff like that. And so we'll experience all these different um, things in life, and I, I and I know that, you know, everything that lasts forever. What we're going through is temporary. So all of this is part of the, our spiritual, I mean, um, connection. And some things you have to go through in order to get where you should go to. And so I and I and I and I know sometimes, you know, uh, we don't understand, but sometimes God allow these things to happen. To, to make us stronger to appreciate and to see where he's taking us and so it, it's a, it's a big connection
0: yeah it is I, I love the way you said that because all of us find ourselves sometimes lacking in faith or asking that question hey why is this happening to me it's some something you can't even explain you know no. yet yeah, but you're trying to find a reason can you do you have a story you can share where you found yourself in a time of crisis like that.
1: Well, I mean, at my job, I mean, my my former job, like everything was going like wrong for a period of time. Well, first of all, when I first took over, it was a monopoly company; we didn't have any um, competition.
0: Hmm.
1: And then the government it was a, it was a communications company, and the government decided to liberalize the market. And so, you know, we end up having competition. And of course, we end up losing, you know, <laughs> we end up losing a lot of market share. And and then on top of that, you know, uh, our network went down for like $40. And I said, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Why? I felt I took a so I didn't sleep that night. I didn't yeah. sleep for two minutes. And so everything like it was going wrong for me. And then, you know, after a while, I said, you know what? I can't do anything about this. So I just, I just prayed and I just said, God, you know, help me out, help me out. And then, you know, after a while, things, things um, turn around, and I realized that some of these things that happened was beyond our control. Um, the competition was good because sometimes when you don't have competition, you don't know who you're measuring up gangs. And so I was glad the competition came in there because it put pressure on us to 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 provide better customer service, and you have to also had to fight to maintain um, your customers, but it worked out in the end for for all of us. And we were able to maintain our market share 50-50 before I left. And so it, it worked out good. It was hard on us, but eventually worked out in our favor.
0: I love the idea of surrender, not surrender and running away from something, but surrendering to a power that's greater than you. Yeah. when you find yourself in a situation where you can't change the variables you can do two things you can you can pound your head against the wall and ask questions that don't make any sense like why is this happening mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. this always happens to me damn mm-hmm. it you know you can go down that road and a lot of people do i know i have traveled that road many times but there's a sweet comfort that comes from the power of surrender and faith and giving it up to a situation like okay let me just sit with this let me let me just breathe it all in okay i can't change that that sucks that happened that guy i never liked him anyway you know and you start thinking. <laughs> you know what i mean and so i think that there's there's something to be said about direction at that point in time i think that that's when we find our direction, sometimes you have to get lost in a storm in order to really come out of it and be like, okay, now I know what to do. Now yes. I'm, I'm thankful for this because now I know what it's like to go through a crisis. And yes. I realized I came out of it doing okay. I still I've got yeah. my family's here. I got a yes. house. I got a roof over my head. I got food in the fridge. Things are looking up. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that's true. Absolutely. <laughs> so at, at this point in time, What what was it like during that situation to to reconnect with your family? Because your family is a huge part of your life. And in some I think we probably would both agree that it's probably the most important part of our life is the people that that surround us, that we take care of, that look up to us, that need us. And as as men, that's a that's an important role for us. Mm -hmm. Was it How was that transition for you as a father and as a man, changing from there? Because that 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 had to be something you thought about when you left that job. Like, okay, how I'm responsible for my family. I'm going to leave this job and I have any income coming in for a while. You know, even though I have this package, I'm still sure that it was on your mind. Like, okay, is this the right thing to do? How did you deal with that particular stress?
1: Well, I was be honest with you. I was I was comfortable because okay, um, good. The package I got, right? It was enough to last me for two years if I didn't have a job. Okay. And so I, I was very comfortable with that. And I didn't even use up the money like that. So what I did when I started the business, because um, it was slow at first. Right. I paid myself every month from the package as if I was still working for the company. Mm-hmm. And and so all that I considered before I even took the package with my family and and so I was comfortable. I, it was not a, it was not a major factor for me mm-hmm. um, with, with my family initially because I, I I knew what I was getting and and, I, and then I made that decision to accept it.
0: So what yeah, like, like, of- yeah what in your opinion, like what um what advice would you give to somebody? who finds themselves in a position where they have a great idea and they believe in themselves, but maybe they're afraid. What advice would you give to someone like that?
1: I really think that... Um, that's a good question. I really think that they should find someone to talk to, okay. um, someone who's going to be positive to them too, because not anybody, because sometimes people discourage you, especially if your advice, especially what you're thinking about is is not traditional. I They need to find someone... Or, or go on Google and, and Google some, do some research. But I think if they, I think the best thing to do is talk to someone who went through something similar, find someone, um, even if they haven't gone through it, but just talk to someone who will encourage you or who'll be like your 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 support or your backup and who will encourage you all along the way. I, I think that's the key. And if you could find someone who can encourage you, I um, mean you you could you could launch out into that um project or that business or that mission that you want to do. I think that's the key. Talk to somebody.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think that anybody who finds themselves wanting more in life, you have to nurture it, whether it's an idea or a thought, just blow on those embers and it will become a flame. And I, Mm -hmm. the, the more you listen to that little voice inside of you, the louder the voice gets and the more, not only you hear it, but I think, I think when you have an idea that you truly care about, I think it shines through you and it attracts people to you in Absolutely. a way that it wouldn't before. Right.
1: Absolutely. I agree with that. For sure.
0: Yeah. It's I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we, we continue to see more people taking chances because I, I know how difficult it is to take a chance. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have spoke a little bit about the fear of failure and self-limiting beliefs and lack of, of lack of direction. You know, maybe one thing we haven't spoke upon that we could talk about is resistance to change. Sometimes people just don't want to change because they're comfortable.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is true. That's after people don't want to change. But I tell you, um, the world is the only thing that doesn't change, in my opinion, is the Bible. Everything else is changing. Mm. Um, The world is changing. Um, You see how technology has changed from when we were little boys. Things have changed significantly. And so we have to go with the times. Mm-hmm. And we have and we we cannot be because otherwise we're going to be left behind. It's important for us to incorporate the changes in our lives with our goals. And, and, and we have to realize that, that, that things are changing every day. And, and we have to respond to those changes. If you keep resisting change, you're going to be resisting an opportunity for growth. You're going to be resi- resisting an opportunity. For expansion, you're going to be risking an opportunity to to um, to to do what you were called to do. And to overcome it, you need to go with the change and accept the changes and, and flow.
0: Yeah, it's the ideas of the scriptures that came before us and the, the testaments to meaning in there. Is there a certain, I'm sure that you have many scriptures or ideas that you look at in the Bible and you can turn to. But is there one that you turn to all the time that has kind of been something that's been the wind underneath your wings?
1: Hmm. I mean, that's a good one now. (laughs) Let me think (laughs) about that. Yeah. Um, You know, the one thing I, every day I get up because, you know, I used to lack confidence. But one thing that I focus on is that I could do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I believe that I could do it. Um, I think one of the things that keep us behind is when we believe we cannot do anything, when we believe that things look impossible, when we believe that this is this this can't be done. Mm-hmm. And so the scripture that I really like, that I that I use in my 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 business, that I use in my family life, is that I, in my personal life, that I could do all things. It doesn't matter who I am, it doesn't matter who you are, you could do all things. And you have to believe that
0: yeah the one thing that I, I on a similar note that i think about is when times get tough if i don't believe in myself why would anybody else believe in me if i'm not the person who has the most fire and if, if i can't put forth a flame how am i going to keep you warm like i must believe when no one else will believe and if i can do that And I can help, I can inspire others to believe in themselves. And that's where the test comes in. I think that whether, you know, whether you, some people call God Jesus or Mohammed or Buddha, or some people believe we come into this world instead of out of it. But regardless of where you find your faith, it's imperative that you have that faith in you because the times are going to get tough. Mm -hmm. It will be a challenge. And one thing I know from reading all the different scriptures is that, it's a test. It's gonna get really, really hard. You're gonna get yeah. beaten down. And when you do get beaten down, I hope people remember this, anybody can get beaten down, but a true champion, a true person who loves life always gets up and they keep yeah. moving forward, right? Yeah.
1: That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my book, Rise Up, Rise Up.
0: <laughs> rise Up, it's the title of the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true fighter, is there mm-hmm. what was there a specific part in your first book that you liked the most a, a, a chapter, an article or what was there a certain area that you liked most in the first book?
1: I think I like the the chapter I like, I think it was on failures, uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. I really like that because you know we're surrounded by failures. Yeah. There's failures, people, marriages are being failed, um, are getting people, relationships, um, businesses, um, your children appear to be a failure to you, but they're not, but as all it appears. Um, to me, whatever failure that you experience, I think we should look at it as what can I learn from this? What is yeah. the opportunity out of this? So that's that was my favorite chapter in the book, that failures are opportunities. Too many times we look at failures as negative, even though it may be negative at that time. But I always believe that something good comes out of something, whether it's a failure or not, but something good comes out of it. So that's my my my, my favorite chapter to encourage people to look at failures as opportunities.
0: I love it. It's really well said. You know, it, when you say that, it, it brings up this idea of at some point in time in our lives, we all collectively decided that failure is a bad thing. Yeah. But, you know, we, we all have – you and I both have kids. And you know what? We never told our kids they were a failure when they couldn't walk. They're going to keep trying to walk until they can walk. You know, we never told them they're a failure That's when right. they couldn't tie their shoe. You're gonna and you're gonna learn how to tie your shoe. It might take five years, but you're gonna figure it out.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. But st- somewhere along the line, Drexel, well, we we decide, okay, now it's failure, but it's never failure. It's always learning. It takes a it takes a long time to learn these things, but you know, I, it's just it's so mind-blowing to me that like we have it figured out by age five, and then we're just like, okay, now it's a failure. No, it's yeah. not, it's always a learning process. <laughs>
1: That's great. That's right. Yeah, I love it. That's right.
0: Could you imagine good. what the world Very would be good. like? Yeah, right? Can you imagine what the world would be like if we're like, well, little George over here, he can't walk. You know, he yeah. he tried for a year and he just can't do it. <laughs> that would be so ridiculous. It would be. It <laughs> right? would be. And it's 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 interesting because at that point in time, children usually have a structure behind them of people that believe in them, that encourage them, that continue to help them. And maybe that's where failure comes in is as, as that scaffolding of support falls away, they no longer have people around them to encourage and to be like, hey, you're just learning. You're still learning, you know? And, and sometimes the world forces that's, that on us, but it's, it's an interesting sense. thought, right?
1: That makes sense, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm so excited. It's, it's so fun to, to get to bounce ideas off people. And, and you know, what, what was it like after writing your first book to all of a sudden, so you write the book, you publish it, and then son of a gun, best-selling author in a few categories. That's got to be an amazing feeling.
1: It was. It was incredible. It was. Yeah. I I. I felt proud. I felt proud. I couldn't believe that was me. You know. I. it was. It was a great feeling. Undescribable. What, I, it really was a great feeling.
0: What did it feel like? I wonder. I'm, I hope you can share this. I wonder what it was like for your wife and your kids to see you write the book and then to see the best selling author tag you put on there. That that had like the look in your kids and wife's eyes had to be pretty fulfilling as well.
1: Oh yes. You know, our family, you know, we're very close and you know, whatever. When I'm happy, they're happy. When I'm sad, they're sad. And so it was they were equally I mean ecstatic as as I was, you know, when I I got the news about the bestseller. Very, very much so. And of course the whole community, you know, I am small. Yeah. So you know, everything everybody was excited about that, you know.
0: Yeah. On some level, when somebody wins in the community, you pave the way for everybody to win. Now your kids Absolutely. can look at it. The community can look at it and be like, hey, he did it. Let's go talk to him and see how he did it. And now yeah. now you have an obligation to be like, Yeah, you can do it. I did it, you can do it. Let me show yeah. you how. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And and there right now, there are a lot of people now. I'm not saying it's because of me, but um, but there are a lot of people now writing a lot of books in Turks and Caicos. there's a a bunch of artists now popping up you know
0: that's you know that's how really wealthy communities begin to do that's how a community begins to be known for something like there's no reason why the community you're in can't be one of the most creative enclaves for authors and artistic people in the next 10 years like that's how trends start right hey this guy did it now let's do it you know like it's it happens in it happens in trades and in artwork mm-hmm. all the time and if you can just blow on that ember you know it's it's it, be, it becomes dynasties like that and that's yeah. pretty exciting to think about mhm
1: yeah it is it is yeah yeah
0: i might have to come down there and do some writing man i might have to come down there and get inspired well, so
1: definitely let me know i'll hook you up with accommodations just let me know
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's um what what is it like for a young person growing up where you're at right now. Are there a lot of opportunities there or what's it like?
1: Well, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of job opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, of course we have a, we have a community college here. Uh, but a lot of people still prefer to, um, go overseas for studies. Of course we, you know, we are still a UK colony mm-hmm. or the Colors overseas territory. And so we have the privilege of, of being a UK citizen. And so a lot of young people are going to the UK for um, for tertiary education. Um, there are not a lot of um, activities for young people to do. Mm. Um, we don't have any shopping malls, nothing like that. Um, but there are, a lot of, there are a lot of job opportunities for people because our country is growing at such a rapid rate and there are not many people from the Turks and Caicos. So we have to recruit people from overseas. So, so that, I mean that opportunity um, is definitely there um, for the young people. But even with the lack of of activities, I think that's an opportunity for some people to to get into and open a business and provide those opportunities. Because sometimes they're on board, there's nothing to do. But that's an opportunity right there to provide like a bowling alley or provide a movie theater. That's something someone could do to that in itself is is an opportunity, but I personally think there's a lot of opportunities here, in the Turks and Caicos. We we are growing. Um, there are things we don't have that we we should have, and that's when the opportunity comes in.
0: We just yeah. have to
1: buy it. Yeah,
0: it's well said. You know, sometimes the lack of the lack of things around is is freedom. It's the ability to create a new industry. It's the ability to reim to imagine something that's not there yet. And like, that's hard to do when there's a centralized area. It's hard to do when there's already infrastructure for something. But exactly, exactly. You can be the first to market. You can be a pioneer. You can be Mm -hmm. the person that creates something for everybody else to enjoy. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see it. And in some, and in some levels, like a lot of levels, It takes inspiration to create the next generation, right?
1: It does. Yes, it does.
0: (laughs) It's it's amazing to me. So if we move on to the second book, the second book is is a sequel to the first book. It's succeeding after rising up. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the second book.
1: Sure. So, you know, after I finished the first book, I was thinking, you know, okay, I'm encouraging people to rise up. And take the position but when they take their position what if they're not successful and so you know because you know they may get up and don't do anything afterwards and so the the second book was really to provide 10 tips on how they could um succeed in their in their position and of course in many many ways but these were my top 10 um that i shared um in the book to encourage people so that so that they could be successful in whatever position they are in, whether it's, whether it's their whether their role is a husband, role as a wife, a pastor, a business person, a politician, a student, um, these these ten tips, I believe, can help you.
0: So, as we're talking about this, and I'm thinking about the structure and the way in which you've written the books, do you think that? a lot of what you've written is autobiographical in nature. It seems to me like rising up and taking action is almost a direct reflection of the decisions you've made in your life to become who you are. And then there's this second book about like succeeding where you are in some level. Like I I feel like I'm watching the Drexwell Seymour movie. (laughs) You're probably right.
1: You're probably right. Um, I never thought about the autobiography, but you're right. It is a reflection of, of that. It is. You're absolutely right. And by the way, I did I I do have a short film out as well. I, I do have a short film. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What's the name of the film?
1: It's Rise Up. Right. Um nobody's better than you. It's a, it's a, it's it's how I grew up and stuff like that and I made it. Yeah.
0: It's maybe you could talk about the So on it's so it's so multidimensional to me because on one level I can see that autobiographical nature. But as I'm even talking about that, I'm curious, like, what are you learning? Like, we've talked a little bit about what happens when you write things down, but what was it like to to make a short film and a movie about it? Like, that seems like it's a whole nother way of learning
1: things. I will tell you, it was very, very emotional for me. It was Mm -hmm. very emotional because um, it brought back a a lot of memories that I I thought I had gotten over. And then when... um, the film was produced, and then we watched the film. It became emotional, um, so that was that was a hard part for me. Hmm. But I'm I'm glad I I did the film because it's there, and people can watch it and and hopefully help them, you know, in in their in their path in their journey. But it was a it was a good. I'm glad I did it. I had people acting as Draxle in the movie, the young Draxwell, the older Draxle, hmm. and all that so uh, it was it was it was great doing it it was great i mean doing the film
0: in the in the movie are you thinking um it would be an interesting exercise in imagination if you were to make a movie about the future like the future Drexel. like mm-hmm. if, if you were to imagine what he would look like what do you think he would look like wow
1: <laughs> you know what i'll probably look like someone that it's that's going around the world um, being a motivational speaker. Mm. I think that's the future of me looking like. And just in going around encouraging people, um, speaking into the lives of people and, and making them realize that they are um, somebody. I think that's the future Drexel looks like.
0: That's beautiful. I, yeah. I can already see it myself. It's a, it's a cool thing you know on, on as someone who has has faced some similar demons in a way i guess i would say mm-hmm. one thing i one thing i've learned about facing the limiting beliefs that i had was that they weren't necessarily mine and even though my dad and mom had them they weren't necessarily theirs but I, it's weird to look at the pattern of those beliefs all the way through as far as you can go back I mean. and you realize like hey, it's kind of generational, you know, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. to, And just being aware of this idea of generational trauma or generational ideas, it really allows you to step outside of yourself and face it. Mm-hmm. Have you found that to be similar?
1: It's very much similar. Yeah. Um, and you're after right, it's a generation thing. Yeah. Because even right now with, you know, our only daughter, we have one daughter, four sons. And she's going through she's facing that demon that I've been facing, that demon of depression and yeah and low self-esteem. I still know what a repeat that's going on, you know, and yeah. And so it's 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 like it's unless you you know deal with it, it's gonna pass from generation to, to generation. And you didn't cross yeah. it. It was, it was passed from generation to generation, but you could stop it by f- confronting it and, and, and getting delivered from it.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard some interesting people talk about purging for their family. And I didn't know and understand that term until I spoke to someone about it. And it's basically the same idea of facing the generational problems. Because at some point, once you fix it, the next generation can move on from it, but it's almost like these chains that bind us. And if exactly. we don't stand up and be like, boom, no more, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what happened. I am going to be better. And I don't care whose fault it is. I'm changing and I'm doing it now. Like yeah. that, it gives me goosebumps to think about, but that is exactly the change that's needed to see for your sons and your daughters to not have to face it anymore. And as, as moms and as dads, it's the best and biggest and greatest thing we can do for the next generation is take up that heavy load and it doesn't need to be a monetary load, it's more likely going to be a characteristic flaw that we have in us. If you can begin working on that, your family will thank you for generations, I think. And I, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I right Wait, yeah, what, yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What what did your parents go and see? Are you first off? Are your parents still alive? And and did your family Besides your your nuclear family, your wife and your and your kids, did your cousins and everybody see this movie? What do they think about what's going on in your life?
1: Well, my parents. Uh, my dad died when I was twenty eight, and I was twenty five years ago. My mom died hmm. when I was forty. She lived with me for five years. She had a stroke. She died. But the movie uh, was well received because um, I launched the movie uh, the same night I launched my book
0: yeah so was, smart
1: yeah so it was we have about 250 people in attendance and so it was people didn't know that i they didn't realize what i that i went through what i went through and so some of them I was very very surprised mm-hmm. because i portrayed such a outward and confident spirit they didn't know <laughs> it, you know so they were very shocked yeah but it was it was well um it was well received even my own siblings they know i went through that Cause I never, I kept everything to myself, but um, it was good. It was, it was, the words was inspiring. Everybody came back. So it was inspiring.
0: Yeah. It's, it's incredibly inspiring. And, and sometimes we don't even know the people we inspire just by getting up and facing the things that are difficult by getting up and becoming the best version of ourselves. We could inspire a child and never even know about it. We could inspire mm-hmm. a family member and not even know about it, but people that are watching. You know, it's a good mantra that people should should carry with them when they go out into their day is that hey, people that are watching. Be your best. Put on a show. You know, get out there and and be the best version of yourself because the world needs you, man. And I wish more people would embrace mm-hmm.
1: that. Yes, I wish so too. Mm-hmm. More people need to.
0: Well, I think that. I think that the books that you have put out, Drexel, are awesome. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm going to check it out as soon as we're done here. And I think that your commitment to discipline, to writing articles for people, to going out and speaking in front of people, to overcoming challenges is... It's a... It's a... The siren song of the earth singing to people out there to be inspired. And I'm really thankful for it, man. It's really inspiring to see. And I'm... But... Maybe I should let you finish up here with what, first off, where can people find you? What do you have coming up and what are you excited about? I think I lost him here for a minute. That's okay. He'll be right back, I believe. It's an inspiring book. The the two books are called uh, Rise Up and Take Action. And the second book is called Success. And the, let me see if I can get them back right here. It's It's, I don't know. I believe that all of us have an opportunity in front of us. I believe that in this world we live in today, that you have a few choices to make. You can live a life that's good. You can go out there and do what you're told to do And you can go out there and and get along, go along to get along. But if you're willing to take the risk, if you're willing to go out there and stand up for what you believe in, then I think you can become a more fulfilling, authentic version of yourself. And I think that you owe it to yourself. I think you owe it to the people around you. I think you owe it to the world in some ways. You can begin seeing the world as a manifestation of your dreams. If you can begin to see the world as a place that you can paint a beautiful canvas on or that you can interact with, I think you can begin to see the world in a way that is different out there. I lost you right there for a minute, Drexel.
1: Yeah, somehow my computer died and I didn't realize that. Sorry about that.
0: No, minor. It's okay. It happens. It happens. All kinds of times to me, but it I was just talking to the audience and telling them that you know what are maybe what's a good philosophy that you see the world with? Maybe we can end on on some words of wisdom that that help you get through difficult times or, or what do you think? Well,
1: I, I think we need to um, first of all, I believe that we need to st- I always that we need to stop comparing ourselves right. with, with with people. Um, we need to be um, prepared. Um, a lot of times we just, you know, live, live our lives each day as if that's it, you know, and so we need to be prepared. And that involves, you know, planning, um, that involves setting goals. And I believe that's what we need to, to focus on, um, having goals and, and stop comparing yourself um, um, to other people. And, and, and to believe, you know, believe in yourself. I mean, too many times, you know, you believe you have something to happen and someone else courage, you believe it's not going to work. You just believe in yourself. And that's one of the tips I have in my book is to believe in order to be successful.
0: Yeah, it's well said. And uh, another point that I like that I heard you talking about recently was, you know, the idea that your ideas are given to you and if you believe in your ideas other people will believe in them and if you sometimes mm-hmm. if you don't it passes you by and then someone else has that idea and then you get a little resentful right yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's right <laughs> well Drexel, well this has been an amazing conversation but where, where can people like what can you before we go can you give us the names of the books where they're sold at. I'm going to put the links in the show notes, but I just wanted to throw it back to you and you can give us the name of the books and maybe tell us what, where people can find you and what you have coming up.
1: Sure. So um, the two books on Amazon It's the first one is called rise up and take your position. Uh, you'll just type that in on my name. And the second book is um, succeeding in your position. Okay. I also have a website, www as semo.com there's all my articles and then i have a youtube channel every week i i put a story out inspiring people um i'd like to have you as a guest one day on my show Open, um, i would love to and so that's yes
0: perfect and that's basically it okay well hang on one second so i'm gonna hang up with the people but i wanted to talk to you briefly afterwards and um Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, go to the show notes. Check out uh, Drexwell's books. They're on Amazon. They're great reads. You'll love them. You'll walk away feeling better about yourself and your environment and you want to give your family a big hug. So check out his books. Listen to his uh, YouTube channel. Check out his weekly writings. He's a really inspiring person. And um, I think that we could all use inspiration in our lives. So that's all we got for today. Aloha.